What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay, I am so excited for today's podcast because I am with the amazing Emily Giffen, who is a number one New York Times bestselling author. She's written Something Borrowed, Something Blue, Love the One You're With, Heart of the Matter, Baby Proof. I mean, I can keep going on and on. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Um, have you ever met Emily before? I don't think so. Hi there. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Catherine, so why are you, are you in a closet? I'm in my closet that's empty that my husband (laughs) is out of or whatever. (laughs) Because I was in the office where all this stuff was moved out and it was too echoey. So Easton told me to go to a closet. You know what? That's a really solid metaphor right there. Right? You you in an empty closet. I love it. It's Mm -hmm. like cleaned out and ready to go. And how, wait, can I ask you a question though before we... Emily, we're going to get to all your stuff. No, no, no. I'm not worried. Um, I'd rather talk about <laughs> the, relationships. The When we went into it last yeah. night, girlfriend, yeah, didn't we? Um, so you in the empty closet right now. I remember when I got divorced, I think that was my number one thing was like, I don't want to walk into the closet and see the empty, like mm. see his stuff gone. Like, oh, really? That was like... That to me like was going to be, be like, awesome. the, the, <laughs> you're like more space for my sweaters. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like I was just, I, I remember telling Pam and Chris and I'm like, you guys should, they're like, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't want to walk in and see his stuff gone. And so they went and took, they packed all of his clothes and then they, then they moved my stuff and like rearranged it. And so I'm curious, like you sitting in there, like, how is that for you? I mean, it's a little weird. I don't think I'm as emotional about it, but yeah, that part has been interesting. 
because you know me, I was kind of like, all right, I'm ready to get out of my space. I'm like ready. Like I'm, you know, and then I'll like kind of look around and it is kind of weird. It's definitely different and odd, but you know, I'm also kind of excited to take over the shoe part of it. And uh-huh. you know, so it's fine. It's, you know, it's all good. Yeah. That you can say, it's fine. It's good. It's it's fine. Fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, no, it's, and it's okay to still be upset at times. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it is definitely, it's like a weird feeling. Like it still kind of feels a little bit like a dream kind of, you know, it just doesn't really feel real yet. Well, it's, you've had him living in your space for how many years? Uh, 15. Exactly. And then all of a sudden this person like moves out. I mean, it's, I remember to me, it's like, it's like, oh, death, but they're still alive. Yeah. It's like that weird, like they're, everything is gone. And it's like, you're missing this. They're a ghost basically in the house. Yeah. I still think I was telling a friend this yesterday, you know, because it's the summer we've been traveling, you know, Mm -hmm. me and Kaden were just in LA. Like it just doesn't, it, nothing's normal yet. So I think once things are like normal, like normal schedules, normal, everything, then I think it'll kind of hit me. Right now, I kind of feel just like, you know, we're leaving tomorrow, you know, just like travel and all that has just made it feel, it doesn't feel normal yet. So right. I think that's yeah. what I'm thinking. No, I mean, I can relate to that. It's always like when I come home, like, which is why, hi, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is one of the reasons why I'm in Atlanta right now is because, and I texted Catherine and Kristen, cause I'm like, Hey guys, I'm going to Atlanta because as much as I love my space and time home for that, the week that I'm not with the kids, I'm kind of just like for the summer schedule, it's like. I just feel very out of place in my house. And it's like, just like how you're alone right now too in your house. Like it's amazing. But, but then I feel like at times it's kind of like, all right, like I want to get out of here because it makes me sad. Or I mean, maybe for you're enjoying it because your kids are like, you have the entire house to yourself, but. I know what you mean though. It's a little weird. It's a little disorienting yeah. for just, sure. But they're just gone for a month mm. and they'll come back and mess everything up again. <laughs> you only get a month. You're, <laughs> you're crazy again. I know, but I, I love you and I just wanted to check in on you in the in the closet. Um so do you know how I met Emily? Didn't you like stalker? Yeah. So Emily Giffen is it is but it's the truth. Yeah, except you can't stalk someone when you have mutual like No no, you didn't know who I was. That's not you didn't true. Know who I was. That's not true. So she Emily My cousin Giffen, freaked out when she saw did it. She? Yeah, she freaked Aww. out. My closest cousin who lives in well, she's in D.C. now, but she lived in Kentucky at the time. She's like, how in the world do you know Jana Grant? I had such street cred there. For We got so much love, by the okay. way, because we had a wine night last night. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how are you guys friends? Like, that's so Aww. cool. And I'm like, well, I stalked her. I'm her older, wiser mentor. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I schooled you I last know night. No, <laughs> you did, actually. She she did. She I opened up more to her last night than I, like, I ever do. I ever do. It was weird. But I feel like you're on this like transformational journey. Yeah, a little bit. Like you're a little bit. Just you know, it's it my my sons are going to college in the fall and so and they're twins. So there's two at once and we're downsizing a bit and just, you know, I'm still my career's the same and the marriage is the same, but I just feel like there's a lot of like you know, I got on well I, I was researching this this place that's like a great place to like talk. You can say it. Oh, okay, on I site. just wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, on site. Um, but I was looking at the the the, the middle program, the non trauma program, mm-hmm. and it was like, do you feel this way? Do you feel this way? And it was really interesting. And I I texted her right away this morning. Did you feel those things? Some of them, yeah, yeah, some of them. But I think I'm always in the camp that 
you know, whatever's happening in your life is whether you're, you know, getting a divorce and sitting in the closet or your sons are going to call, like there's always change happening. Mm -hmm. And if there isn't change happening, it's going to happen anyway, you know? And so, and you have to sort of embrace these transitional moments and, and just, you know, be the best version of yourself at all times. And I think that's what you've become. You're really good at that. Like you've really like gained a lot of what you had some nuggets of wisdom. I'm supposed to be the older, wiser one. Well, it's just because I came back from onsite. So I told her, I was like, man, because things, things change when you go, when you put yourself in these um, transformational places, like you see, you start to see change. Yeah. And I was telling my and assistant you put it about action. it. That's another thing too. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I was telling my assistant Kate about it. Who's you know she's she's um, been with like we've been working together forever. We're very close. But I was sort of giving her the rundown, and Janice says, "Yeah, she should go too." And I'm like, "Wait, you don't know a single thing about her?" But I thought that was so interesting that I replayed it later because I thought to myself, probably every human, like everyone, could benefit. I mean, I, not everyone has the luxury of being able to find the time or the the money and sure. whatever to go. But like, I think it was interesting that your reaction is she should go too. I think everybody should do work and self-discovery. And yeah. I think that's, um, it's only going to help. Oh, what, oh man, I was, oh man, someone said, um, you, you end up bleeding over. Like if you don't, if you don't, oh God, this is, this is, I'm like that person that just butchers every single. <laughs> I know. So am I. You I'm so love hearing you. I am the worst. And then, but Catherine, whatever, you were the I'm same. The worst too. I can't do sayings, whatever those are called, but you just butcher. Anyway, go ahead. I, I butcher them terribly. Do you butcher lyrics too? Oh, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> I ever, I, anytime I ever put my mic out, y'all, it's because I don't remember the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> tell everybody that. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Mine is like the like really you know, yeah. good, but like in yeah. Wyoming or whatever, but like, no, no, I'll be like, hmm. and they all nail it. Nope. Most of the time they don't know the song either. <laughs> <Those ones. laughs> um, but no, the, the saying was like, if you don't fix your wound, you're going to end up bleeding all over the next person. Oh, I like yeah. that. So if you don't, like you can keep putting a band-aid, 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 but like that wound's going to keep getting reopened. It's going to keep getting reopened. And the next relationship that you're in, if you haven't fixed that wound, you will end up bleeding all over the person that did not cut you. So interesting you bring that up. That oh was a conversation that Amy and I had the last session where it was basically, we talked about onsite and we talked about, and she's like, you know, you can take this time and you can just veg out and do all, and do all that for a little while. You know, like you can do this, do that, you know, she's like, but if you don't take steps and you don't have intentions and you don't change things, it's going to go over into the next relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I oh, know that's why I'm still here. You know, I mean, but it's just so, it's so interesting. Cause that's so true. Like I could easily skirt through this and just like, not even think about mm-hmm. what I need to change in myself, what I need to do differently, what I, mm-hmm. and then just walk into the next relationship the same person. But that was, that just made me think of that. Yeah. And it'll be the same. You will be the same cast. Yeah. And the man will be, or woman, whoever will be the, not saying you're, but you know I'm saying? Like to the person listening yeah. to <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> the, the man will be the same cast, just different face. Yeah. Like he'll be yeah. the same character, different face. And that's, you know, something yeah. that I quickly realized after my, you know, relationships after my divorce. So I was like, oh, wow. I, this is now something that like I have to fix my stuff, you know, so that, cause I, I also think too, like healthy attracts healthy. Right. 
So I'm a big believer in that as well. Like you attract what you are. Sure. Yeah. Do you I, believe in that or no? For sure. Don't be the devil's advocate. No, no, <laughs> oh, no, no. Be, be the devil's advocate. We want devil's advocate on the show. No. And Last I night, also believe like, in the, that, um, the, the, the Kit Kat bar, you, you really have, lost. Yeah. Um, but the, I think that what's the saying, I haven't put your sayings too. It's so funny that you say that, but like, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Like, have you heard that one? You're the average. Like oh. not necessarily the average, but like you're, you're going to be like, if you spend time with, if three of the five people that you spend time with are toxic, Mm. that's going to rub off on you. If you spend time with all people, which would be really, you know, kind of like, you're not seeking people out just because they have like a higher IQ or well-adjusted. I mean, we have relationships with all kinds of people, but if you, for some reason had five, your five closest relationships were all with like brilliant, completely well-adjusted people, then you think about how much that would elevate you. Right. I mean, you don't audition your people for, to be perfect, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting it in the same way. Um, Our people are all such different people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think if you spend time with five very different types, I mean, that reflects in who you are too. If you find, if you, if it's five toxic people, that's bad. You know, if it's five needy people, that's, I don't know, but sure. yeah, that makes I sense. always remind my daughter of that because she's, you know, she's 15 and you know, there's, it's the peer group is everything. Right. And I just keep, I just keep reminding her <sighs> of that. Like, is this, do you want to be like her? Do you want, is that what you want to be like? Because if it's not, then you might want to consider dropping her out of the top five. Oh, like MySpace days. Yeah. Get out of my top, <laughs> top five. Eight, top, eight. top eight. I know everyone tells that. I was like, I think I only had five. <laughs> you had eight. <laughs> you only had five on your top eight. I mean, I had a hard well, enough no, time I'm getting five bridesmaids. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think you could tailor it. I think you could make it less, than, fewer than eight. I, 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 yeah. keep, I keep my group, no. even though I say I have a bunch of best friends, I still keep my like inner queendom. I'm like, it's five girls. Yeah. Queendom is five. There you go. So that's yeah. why my, my okay, brain is five. like top five. It's just how I always like go. Um, okay, Emily. Yes. So I met Emily because I, okay, this is really embarrassing. And I don't know if I've ever told you this. I've never read a book ever until something borrowed. You mean that wasn't a class no, assignment? Ever. Did you just do cliff notes? Uh, for sure. Okay. I would read the first page, the back page, the middle, and then do my assignment. I've ne I never, that, doesn't that terrible? I never no. read a book. I hated reading. I literally loathed reading. But I think a lot of people feel that way until they find the right book. That's not uncommon, I think, to, to you know, for, and I've, I've been told that before at you book have? signings. Yeah. yeah, I think my books are pretty easy to read, accessible, and, you know, character-driven. So I, you know... And I think maybe someone like you told someone else who doesn't read a lot that same thing and they pick it up and they read it. But it's, it's about the right book, finding the connection to the right book. Something Borrowed was your first book, right? It was. Okay. Yes. So that was then the first book that I read. And I don't remember how I'm sure. I think it was. It was oh, you know what it was? It was I saw the movie was about to come out. And so I was like, oh, cool. I've never, this looks like a really cool movie. I want to read the book before you did. it comes out. Yeah, yeah. that's the way you're supposed to do. So, but no, it's not because I actually got mad about the casting. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I thought the casting was great, but she doesn't look like. Dar I did not Darcy in the book as, is tall. No, no, thin, no. I thought Rachel was. Not. Oh, off. She thought she was I, off. Yeah. Yeah. She was Jennifer Goodwin and Kate Hudson Which was. Which she's great. Love Jennifer. Yeah. But I was like, I just imagine Rachel as like. I would have casted like a, um, like who? Rachel McAdams. Oh, 
or like well, a... Well, she got offered the part first. She did? <laughs> Should I not say that? No, I love that. I always want to know, like, who she gets offered She actually was the very first person we went out to, and um, she she turned it down. So. No. Yeah, I feel bad because, like, I am I was thrilled with how Jenny so Goodwin did. But, yeah, I it's like really funny that you said that. Because I think we felt that... And it's nothing about Jenny's acting ability because no, I thought no, she was no. fabulous, but... The picture that the my I pictured Rachel McAdams like that's yeah. closer to what I pictured, and I think so did the producers, which is why we we um, went out to her first. But Ginny was one of our top choices, and she was she was great. But yeah, but I'm glad you read it because we well, wouldn't be sitting here. I know. Well, and so then I read it because my thing is like I don't like reading books when it's not in first person. So like mm-hmm. when someone says he he said she said the entire time, or I'm I'm mm-hmm. like I'm so confused that like you've already lost me. Yeah, because you want, well, I think it's probably, no, I don't think that you didn't, you would not get lost in this, no, but no, I no. think what it is, is you, you feel, you, you want the immediacy of the experience. I'm like, who said what? Like, I want to, I want to be reading it and going like, I want to feel like I am, I'm reading yeah, your story. Yeah. Like so connected to like, if I'm just reading what the author is saying, what the person's saying, I'm kind of like. And then I, I do, Catherine. I get confused. I'm like, wait, who is who? who? Are you dyslexic, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that aren't sort of under the age of 25 <laughs> who are dyslexic don't know they were because they're not, they're so vigilant about it now at testing and so forth. But I bet you are, well, maybe and that's a lot of really you. brilliant people, obviously, are, I mean, Steve Jobs was dyslexic. I mean, like a lot of brilliant people are dyslexic. They're just more visual and less... You know, but more, I like I don't do like like I wouldn't say like God. I know that's a dog. <laughs> well, that's. But are you a slow reader? Are you a slow <laughs> reader? <laughs> are you a slow reader? Catherine's dog. I, obviously, I'm just being silly. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said God. Obviously, yeah, she's she's like, she knows the difference between God like, and dog. You know, <laughs> I get it. They, they're not I was trying to be funny. Uh, that only happens sometimes. But my um, daughter's dyslexic. And then I was like, you know, I, I'm not. And it runs in families. And we had her tested. And they said, she's dyslexic. Probably one of you is dyslexic. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not. You know, like, I'm like, actually, one of the things I'm good at is reading and writing. And I looked at my <laughs> husband and I was like, oh, it's you. And I realized <laughs> that he, he was, he's the slowest reader. You know, when you're like reading a magazine or a newspaper together on an airplane, like, and you're sharing the, the thing and you, you get to the end and you turn the page and the other person's like, wait, wait, wait. And I'd be like, okay, thinking like a few seconds and like all this time goes by before he'll, but he's, he's dyslexic. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. 
So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I sometimes actually read too fast and then I don't remember what I read. So I have to reread and then reread and reread. I like I reread the same thing over and over and over again. 
Is that? Mm-hmm. That's that's ADD too. Okay, great. Well, yeah, but, no, they, but they really go hand in hand. ADD I have, and just I have ADD and I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Well, well crea- you're you're creative, mm-hmm. and inter- your interpersonal <laughs> skills are off the chain. I mean, there's lots of different forms of intelli- your emotional intelligence is your EQ is crazy high. Ooh, I got like a 14 on my ACTs, so not incredibly but, smart. But that's it. EQ. <laughs> it's reading people's oh, emotions. Oh, EQ. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm good at that. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. IQ, okay. Not, not so much there. Um, Catherine, you read a lot, though, right? I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. I, I feel like you get the big, thick books, though. Those scare me. I have me. to have, like, like, thrillers. Like, I'm kind of like a guy with my books. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. will you please like, read one of her books? And she's I, like... I will, 100%. I like mysteries. I, I've asked you so Okay, so out of all my books, The Lies That Bind, which is the yes. one that I wrote last... It was the one that came out before this most recent, is the most thrillery mm-hmm. and plot twisty. So I would recommend for you to read The Lies of Bind, and they're making that it. into a limited series. Which we're going to talk about in a yeah. second. And so I think that's the one for you. If okay. you like, if you like that, you know, kind of quick plot. I have to have that because I really am not really a reader. Okay. So, so go for that. Me like, like what's going to happen next, then I just won't do it. Yeah. I just won't read. So back to me sliding into, so I finished Something Borrowed and I'm like, holy crap, I've never read a book ever. I'm feeling so smart. So like, like just happy. And I need to know what's happening. Like I need the next book. And so I go on Instagram and I just slide right into your DMs and I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. Oh my God, your book's amazing. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jana Kramer. You probably have no idea who I am, but like, I just like embellishing this. Just like, I mean, just like stroking her ego and telling her how much I love her and saying like, if like, please, please let me know like when your next book comes out. I mean, I think I signed up even for like email alerts. Like that's how like obsessed I was. And then she DM'd me back and we've been friends ever since. Yes, we Yay. have. Um, and I've read every yeah. single one of her books. I'm halfway through Meant to Be, which is out right now. And it's so good. Yeah, we were going to do this podcast later, but then you were in town. And so we're doing it now. Yes. And she's read enough of it so that, I mean, we're not, we wouldn't discuss the plot anyway, because. No, no, we're not going to yeah. discuss the plot. But there are some questions that I sure. ask people yeah. about what is, and they wanted to know, what is your favorite book if you could rank your top three books. Oh, geez. Oh, that was one of them that came through. Yeah, that's hard. And I was like, ooh, that's a good question. Because I've got mine. Hmm. I mean, it's so much about time and place when you read something. Like, I love the um, Brokeback Mountain. It's a novella that the movie was based on. But I think I read it at a time in my life that, and she's a brilliant writer. Um, that would be one. Member of the Wedding. I mean, um, no, Carson McCullers. The books that you wrote. I was oh. like, I was like, you didn't write Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> You're like, did you? I was like, wow. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Oscar I thought we were winner. talking. I thought we were. Yeah. No, your your books, but that's. I mean, it's good to know. Like, okay. Yeah. Backing up, um, I think Something Blue, the sequel to Something Borrowed. So that's number is my one. sentimental favorite. It's one of the top three, okay. and then I would say Meant to Be which a lot of people are saying is most like Something Borrowed and Something Blue, which is the one that just came out. Uh-huh. And then I love the one and only, but it's the one that I would say that people 
like the, a lot of people like the least. The people who love it, love it. But the people who, because it's about a girl who falls in love with her best friend's father. And a lot of oh, people thought it was I creepy. I loved it. I know. And I love you for that character. I love So I that. always say to of producers. Of course I love an older man. <laughs> I think he would kill that oh role. Oh my God. I love yeah, that book. Shay, yeah. The, yeah. The sports, she loves sports no, and she and falls in love with this like really famous football coach. And her friend coach. was like so upset. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. And her friend was like so upset about it. And I just remember being like, oh, and, but I, I loved that book. Well, yeah. I well, want to go back you. and read that. Thank again. you. But that's what I mean. You loved it. But a lot of people like it's my lowest star review on really? Amazon. But the people who love it, love it. And I think, you know, a lot of people say it's fascinating to me because I wrote a book, Something Borrowed, where the girl, the protagonist, falls in love with her best friend's fiance and has sex with him the whole summer mm-hmm. leading up to her best friend getting married. Like that is the most unlikable thing that you can do. Right. And women read it and love it. And everyone excuses her. They're like, well, Darcy Darcy's was like a very bit, like, aggressive yeah, 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 and yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They all excuse her and everyone loves the book. Then I write That's this so one and only, which is about a girl who falls in love with her best friend's father. The mother's dead. She's like passed yeah. away. Like there's no infidelity in this book. Granted, there's an age difference and it would be a little weird if like, you know, but people are like, oh my God. Gosh, I can't believe she did that. I'm like, she actually didn't do anything wrong. She didn't. No. And then they throw out the word incest, which is like super, like super definitional. Like incest is when you have sex with someone you're related to. Like there's no incest in the book, but it's just, it's interesting. But I love that. I I love my books can make people sort of feel extreme ways. Like that some people love them and some people hate them. And, you know, certain books like, and they'll love another one. And it's like, I don't ever want to write a book that everybody just likes I want to always write books that some people love and some people like it bothers them. It's a conversation. Yeah, it's a it's like you want to sort of evoke emotion. That's so interesting kind. now that I'm thinking about it because really Darcy was the one that people didn't like. Right. It's like no no, she was cheating on her best friends like yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I didn't even like I loved Rachel. Right. I Everyone wanted loved Rachel her. to have but then Because, because, and that sort of, like, that's something that I try to do in every book. Like, we are so messy and complicated, Mm -hmm. like human beings. Like, we, you know, our relationships are messy and complicated. We end up hurting the people we love the most. We mess things up. We have to be forgiven. We have to forgive others. And I just think that's what I try to capture when I write of all those like complexities and Mm -hmm. who we are as 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 people, but especially as women. Yeah. And try to make my readers relate to the to the you know characters and root for them in spite of what they're doing because they're often doing messed up things. Well, another yeah, because I mean, but the, we all do. We all do. Yeah, I mean, the one. Um, the, oh gosh, everyone. There's always something where it's um, oh, the lawyers. Oh, no, no, they were on jury jury duty. Oh, that was um, the Green Book. Um, that was love the one you're with. Love the one you're with. Because that that's also about the one who got away. The one who got yeah, away. But she like, cheated on her husband. She did. Yeah, yeah, she did too. There was yeah. infidelity there was in that infidelity one. Infidelity in that one. And I remember being mm-hmm. like, but I, I wasn't mad at her. Yeah. Well, she didn't co- totally cross the line. And then that book was written in 2008. So if you didn't read it, we're going to spoil the plot yeah, for you. these are spoilers. But it's, that's sort of the one that's like everyone has someone that they can't get out of their system. Like someone from their past that they gook, like that they look up on Facebook, that they stalk, that they like. Do right? you have that person? I mean, you've been married um, he, for how many he, years? 20, 20 years. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say I did for a lot. Well, I am in this weird category. I'm not trying to evade the question because I will answer it, but... <laughs> 
I, I still talk to all my, like almost all my ex-boyfriends. Okay. Like I still am good friends with him. Like I, I just got that. a message from my co- college boyfriend today. He said, my parents saw you on Good Morning America. I don't think I wrote him back either. Um, but I love him. I adore him. He stayed at the house. Yeah. My, yeah. Aww. Um, and, he, but my husband loves him. He comes to the house. He's a writer. He writes for TV. And so it's kind of, he would probably be my one who got away, but we, because we're friends, like he's my most significant ex in other words, but we're still friends. Is there a story based on him? No, there actually isn't. I mean, we are so much friends that it almost feels like we're cousins. Like it's really, which I think is why you can be really friends, but there was someone in New York that, that gave me that feeling of like, I needed to like look him up and like, I needed Mm -hmm. to see what he was doing. But Recent, like I, he, he's totally out of my system. Like I don't yeah. care anymore. Well, I mean, you've well, been married for so well, long. Well, I mean, I didn't so care like, even then, but right. you still are, right? You're still curious, even if you, it's not that you want to be with them and you, you pine for them, but no. it, you're just curious. Like you're sort of I, wonder yeah. what if. You always kind of look up, right, Kat? Like you're just kind of like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. Not because you want to be with them. Right. And sometimes affirmatively, because you certainly don't want to be with them. Right. <laughs> you know, sometimes that's, right? Makes you feel better about your decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to feel, you want an affirmation that, you know, yeah. about that. But there's a lot of material to mine with women in our relationships, for sure. I mean, I had like three ideas for my next book when you were here last night. Ooh, tell us more. Well, no, because we'd be revealing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Was it, was it, wait, was it based on my life or? Yeah, there was like a couple of things you said. Remember, I'm like, this could be a character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, um, so do you base all your books on somebody you know, or do you just kind of come up? Or is it it's, a scenar- it's scenarios. scenarios. So it's more like inspirations for like an idea. You know, Baby Proof was my third book about a woman who didn't want to have a baby and her husband did. That was based on, it was supposed to be the other way around. And then all the tabloids were saying that Jennifer Aniston didn't want to have a baby, which we found out wasn't necessarily the truth, but that was what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, let me flip this and make the woman not want to have the baby. So that was like a tabloid inspiration, which is the only time that's happened. But yeah, you, it's more of a scenario like, oh my gosh, what would happen if you fell in love with your best friend's fiance or you were attracted to your um, best friend's dad or, you know, like, so it'll be like, but it's not, you know, it's not, not that I would do a character who's like Jana and looks like Jana and is Jana, but it's, she was describing something about her life last night and I thought, oh, this would be a good scenario, a setup for a book. Not like a setup as in a blind date setup, but like as a, as a. Starting point. He's so excited. Set up. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. 
So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back to Kova's you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and to Kova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know, I'm just like... But she's good that way. Your books just make me at the end, because I'm just... They just make me happy. Um... Because usually it ends. There was one that, like, it didn't end. I was like, no, 
No. <laughs> you were pissed at me. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, I think my looks I end like hopefully. it wrapped in. Yes, I like him wrapped in a bow. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's like you don't always get that, do that, but you don't always get the bow, but you usually get like a hopeful. Yeah. And isn't that sort of, you know, the, again the metaphor of the empty closet? Like, it's not it's not the best you've ever felt in your life. Probably, but it's also like you're really hope. It's like you're hopeful. Like it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of potential here. Yeah, and that's how I feel like Jana, mm-hmm. you've you've managed to find that place through difficult times. Mm-hmm. I think you feel a sense of hope and excitement about the future. Yeah. So that's what I want for my characters. No, I love, that. and I'm, I love that you love them uh, for the most part. I no, I mean I I love them, and um, someone just said, which I think. We just, is there any book character that Jana, that you'd want me to play, but we just said that. that. I think you would kill. I don't know if you've read this one, but Heart of the Matter. To, uh, from I've the, read every single okay, one of you, them. You would kill. And, and I have told, I could, you know, I can text the producer <laughs> right now and prove it. Um, that I think you would, you would kill either role in um, Heart of the Matter, but especially the Valerie role. She's the single mother whose son is like burned. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. yeah, she would, you would, you'd be so good at that, but you've got that, you've got that confidence and vulnerability Thanks, that, yeah, you're welcome. Um, what, oh, here, let's see. Okay. How do you find, okay, you already did that one. Okay. Um, new Emily Giffen reader, which book should I start with? Meant to be most recent. Meant to be most recent. And the reason that I say that is because it's set the farthest back in time. It's set in the mm. mid nineties in New York and the Hamptons about, a, uh, the most eligible bachelor in the world, people's sexiest man alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and he falls in love with a girl sort of, you know, from with a troubled background. And it's a love story. It's a it's a summer read. It, it, you can escape to the not only into this relationship and this world, but literally into the past, back to the 90s. I think it's the it's the one to start with. Will there ever be a something blue movie? There was like a million questions about that. Something blue. Um there, okay, so here's the dilemma. So something blue is the book that is right after something borrowed. So um, I'm just going to out him right now because I already did it at a signing in oh, DC. Not out him, but. More. Colin won't want to do it. I no, no, no. Him. Colin would love to do it. John Krasinski, who's Ethan, who would then be the lead in something blue. So Kate Hudson's. So I, I don't know where Kate stands, but I feel like we could convince Kate, but I don't feel like John's wanting to do that where he is in his career. He's directing more and producing more. And so. I think we should do a reboot of the whole series and do a limited series. You get all the backstory. I think we should do a limited series, like a three season of Something Barred and Something Blue with all new characters. Yes. That's what I think. And I would like to play Rachel. You would, <laughs> and we'd pick you over Rachel McAdams. I I mean, you should. Yes, you no, should get Rachel. Yeah, no, she, no. Um, I'd but pick you. I wow that that's an I feel like you need to do that because you need to then reboot yeah something you have to you have to bring something borrowed back right to do something blue sure so, but you need something blue it and needs show, to be out show there. all that backstory of the friendship and I I'll tell you this everyone's had a friendship that's complicated like that don't yeah. you think yes like a, a friendship where you like love each other and hit each other have you ever had that cat. Where you love each other and hate each like other. Like you love someone, but you also can't stand her, and you yes. and you and you want to like get, get her. It's me, cat. <laughs> no, stop. No, definitely not. Well, but I have. Means, I have yeah. before. 
before for sure. And it happens, I think, typically when we're younger, but yeah, can happen at all ages. I swear I go over to my mom's community um, retirement home and there's like drama with people. Like they didn't invite her to someone to dinner. And, you know, I think, I don't think we ever completely grow out of some of that drama. That makes me think of like just these industries in general, you know, how it's all kind of like, you know, like actors and singers and everything. It's like, they're friends, but are they really friends? They kind of love each other, but they kind of hate each other. That's yeah. what makes me think of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like that idea. And let me know yeah. how I can help. Okay, because good. that would be really fun. Well, you're helping right now and talking about it. Okay, you got to get the buzz going. It needs to, it needs to be out there. Yeah, we need to, we do, need to we need, do, we need to do a limited series, something borrowed, something yeah. blue, all new characters. That would be so amazing. Um, what, okay, there's a, what advice would you give to an aspiring, aspiring writer? Um, okay, one thing I wouldn't call yourself an aspiring writer, I would call yourself a writer. Lose the aspiring, because if you're writing, you're a writer, whether or not you're published doesn't change what it is you do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that would be my starting point. But also just write, write, just write all the time and don't worry about you know, getting published, like write what you love. And then eventually you'll find success if that's what you want. What What about when you're in a writer's block? What do you do? <laughs> well, what do you do when you don't want to work out and go to the gym? I don't go. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's like, and then I don't go the next day right. and then I don't go the next day. Right, but eventually you go, right? I mean, yeah. Writer's block yes. is really just, and it happens to me all the time, but it's really just like, it's too hard. You don't want to do it. You don't feel like doing it. Mm. You can't, you're not in the headspace. You just have to make yourself do it. It's like when you don't want to work out, you often you don't, and I'm right there with you, Yeah. but just no. put your shoes on and go out the door and at least go for a walk. Like that's how you should approach writing. Just at least just write, you know, write down anything. You can always fix bad words. You can always fix a bad mm-hmm. scene, but you can't fix no scene at all. A blank paper. Yeah. So oh, just, you know what? That's a really good metaphor too. Yeah. Like you can fix, you can fix these things, but you can't fix a, a, the, the slate. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. You can't fix nothing. Yeah. And sometimes nothing <laughs> feels <Shut> easier. <laughs> what did she say? She said, I'm trying to like <laughs> find my quote. You can do this. I love a good, I'm a, I love a good quote, Catherine. <laughs> I'm a quote girl. What Even can I she say? Butch- butchers it. She loves it. <laughs> no, that is. I'm going to do a little video. Okay, do, do a video. Yeah. Um, Lies That Bind. What is that going to be on? Limit, so it's a limited series. So what is that going to be on? Um, the Lies That Bind. We're develop, developing it right now. So okay. I read the pilot, which okay. is awesome. What is it going to be on? And, um, Can you say? We don't, no, we, we haven't brought it out to streamers yet. Okay. So we have it to the, our an actress. So I'll tell you after. I'm gonna. I'm already okay. getting in trouble like three times over right now. So, but it's a five parts, five shows. Great. I read the pilot. It's amazing. It's a little more. Um, Kat, you'll like it even more than you like my book. But that's not to say you you, you need to write the you read read, the, read book the book first. first. I promise. Yeah, but it's it's even more twisty. You know, ah. as because TV, that's what you need, right? Yeah. The hook at the end of the the um, first series. So. Um, to wrap it up, why should people read meant to be, they should read all of them, but like, what's the thing in meant to be? I know you said it's a love story, but like, is there, is there something that they're going to really get from it that like, 
Well, it's it's um, it's l- inspired by John Kennedy Jr. and Carolyn Bassett, like icons. Uh, obviously, like Carolyn Bassett's a style icon, and you know the whole notion of what if, what would have happened if they hadn't died in that plane mm. crash in '99, sort of inspired me to to write this book. But you know, I think if you're looking for a, a beach read that is a page turner, like everyone says they read this in like one sitting, which is sort of a depressing thing to tell an author. Cause you're like, I took two years of my life and you read it. You didn't even get up to pee. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, but isn't that such a compliment? No, though? it is. It but is. Here's it's, the- a, it's, it is. I love when people say that. Because normally, I just before, wish I could write faster. Before kids, I would read your book in two days. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how fast. And like now, it's obviously taken me a little longer because like working kids. But like, yeah, I almost don't want to read it to be finish it. To be honest with you, yeah. because then I yeah. then what do I have? I don't have right. any in their book. You'll have to wait two years. Oh, it's exhausting so. to wait. <laughs> I need you to come on. It's an escape, though. This book is an escape. Okay. I've written some darker ones, like the one set in Nashville. All we ever wanted oh, was yeah, yeah, dark. Was My name was in that one. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was. It was in that one. I screamed. Um, <laughs> but it's that's darker. If you want like a darker book that really makes you think, I do the cobalt blue and all we ever wanted, but okay. meant to be is an escape. And don't we all need that right now? Yes. Don't we? I think we do. Oh, Emily, where can all of our amazing listeners find you? <laughs> <laughs> I won't give them your address. Don't worry. Only I can stalk her and find out her address. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Emily Giffen author. And I have a book club. If you're looking for one book a month to read and then discuss, um, it's at EG book club, which, um, it's a lot of fun to just, we chat with the author live and, um, it's oh, great. Cool. So yeah, it's fun. And, that. um, and yeah, I just joined TikTok. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's a whole new world. <laughs> I just, it's at Emily, uh, Emily Giffen author too, but I just joined it because my kids are all three teenagers and they're insisted that I get on. And so I don't know how, to, I mean, I like don't do it often, but do, do you do it? I mean, every once yeah, in a while, but yeah. I don't really know what I'm, I'm not like creative enough. Yes, you are. To, like, figure yes, out you are. It's just complicated. Years. It's very complicated. Yeah. Um, but, um, we love you, Emily. We love you too. Catherine, how you doing over there, babe? I'm good. Y'all have fun. Enjoy your wine. Enjoy your time. Ladies, that was a lot of fun, and um, I promise that I will um, not uh, stalk you completely. And you can't stalk okay. me now. We're friends. I know it's true. I love you, <laughs> um, Catherine. Love you. Get out of your closet. Love you. Okay. Bye, guys. I'll see you soon. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Nice to meet you, Kat. Nice to meet you. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.